Sweden is being forced to repay $1.6 million in Bitcoin to a convicted drug dealer. Let's get right into this story. So the Swedish government has to return about $1.6 million worth of Bitcoin to a convicted drug dealer after the value of his illegally earned crypto soared while he sat in prison. Prosecutor Tove Kohlberg explained to Swedish radio that two years ago, she successfully argued in court that the drug pusher should be stripped of his proceeds, 36 Bitcoins, which at the time were only worth around $137,000, the Telegraph reported. But by the time the Swedish Enforcement Authority began auctioning off the crypto, Bitcoin has skyrocketed in value, and only three had to be sold to amount to the value that was booked as the dealer's profit at the time of his arrest. So the government authority now has to return the remaining 33 Bitcoins, which as of Monday morning are worth about $1.66 million, to the jail dealer despite their illicit origins. The lesson to be learned from this is to keep the value in Bitcoin that the profit from the crime should be 36 Bitcoin, regardless of what value the Bitcoin has at the time, Kohlberg reportedly said. It is unfortunate in many ways, she added. It has led to consequences I was not able to foresee at the time. The prosecutor added that the case was the first in the country's legal history in which cryptocurrency was seized, so there is no legal precedent to look toward. I think we should probably invest in an internal education in the prosecution authority as cryptocurrency will be a factor we'll be dealing with to a much greater extent than we are today, Kohlberg told Swedish Radio. The more we increase the level of knowledge within the organization, the fewer mistakes we will make. The use of cryptocurrency among criminals has been a chief point of criticism against Bitcoin and other major cryptos. And because crypto transactions which are recorded on the blockchain are untraceable by governments and other central authorities like banks, they're often the preferred payment among ransomware hackers and other criminals. Except for, I believe, Bitcoin is completely public, right? Like if someone knows your address or whatever, they know exactly what you're doing with your money, where you're sending it, all that kind of stuff, right? So technically, it's actually better for the governments than cash because they could just track everything, like everything that you end up doing. That being said, for this person who is, I guess, in jail or prison or whatever, right? What he needs to do with this money, right? Whenever he ends up getting out, right? If he gets out. If he gets out, this is what he should do, right? Number one, pay off any any debts that he has, right? Student loan debt, you know, mortgage payments, car loans, credit card bills, everything. Everything that's debt, pay it off, right? Then put probably like a year's worth of like an emergency fund just because of his history. Put like a year's worth of an emergency fund in place where he just does not touch it, right? Then start putting money towards investments or into things that will just produce him some sort of cash flow, right? It might be something where he might buy a couple like rental properties in cash that will produce him like um, an income stream every single month, right? Because since he probably, you know, is spending a decent amount of time in prison or whatever, right? Or jail, it's probably going to be pretty hard for him to find a very decent paying job. 
So especially just like right off the bat when he gets out, right? So having a source of income that's reliable, that is legal for him to have, right? That will end up helping him out immediately and in the long term, right? Because this is potentially a route that he could go and be making money legally that he could rely on and not have to do something stupid like selling drugs, right? So this is kind of like, him accidentally like you know like betting on like one of the like black or red parts of like the roulette right and like basically hitting it and having like 22 times his money right so this is potentially something that could change the rest of his life right he might get to the point where he will never ever commit another crime again because he has this amount of money available to him Right, and if that's the case, if he's able to turn over a new leaf, which I hope he does, right, this could be potentially really nice, right? Like, imagine if you screwed up in life, right, but then you had access to a lot of money that could literally change your fate, right? Like, this could literally change his fate because the problem with a lot of people who end up going to jail or prison, right, they end up going back into it, right. Because they don't have a lot of, you know, options available to them once they've been there, right? So this basically allows him like a safety net or, you know, like the, there's like little safety floaties that you put around your arms, like when you're like swimming or whatever kind of stuff, right? Like, well, let's just say like a safety net, like this is a safety net for him, Right. This could potentially protect him from ever doing something stupid like selling drugs, right? Which, if this is able to prevent him from doing something stupid, if this is able to prevent him from going down a bad path, I think that's amazing, right? But it all comes down to, is he willing to change? Is he really wanting to turn a new leaf? If he is, then he needs to do exactly basically what I say in this episode pay off the debt, have a very large emergency fund, and put money into investments that are going to produce you immediate sources of income every single month that you could actually live off of. Because, like I mentioned, it's probably going to be a little bit harder for him to end up finding a decent paying job. So, hopefully he ends up doing that. Hopefully anyone in a similar situation ends up doing that because... You need to start protecting yourself and you need to structure your life in a way where you're not going to do something stupid so that you can actually have a life, right? You don't want to be in a situation where you have no life. You don't want to be in a situation where you end up doing something stupid and then you're screwed, right? So just keep that in mind. By the way, if you need help with getting out of debt, go check out 40inbox.com. You can learn the secret to getting out of debt. And it's basically a simple plan that anyone of any income level can learn how to do, right? Because this is the saddest thing to see is when you see someone who makes a lot of money every single year and still have so much debt that they're actually living paycheck to paycheck or worse, that they're actually drowning in debt, right? Like imagine if you were making $100,000 a year and you're drowning in debt. That is crazy, but it happens, right? Like there's people making $20,000 a year 
not in debt, not living paycheck to paycheck, and there's people making $100,000 a year that are living paycheck to paycheck or drowning in debt. So it's all about how you manage your money. It's all about how much money are you actually keeping that you are then putting towards your safety net, your emergency fund, and your investments, right? Like, are you making your money working for you, right? Because money is just a tool to get you what you want out in life. See you in future episodes. Either way, this is pretty funny, though. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and is very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.